So Mao's going to run around with a microphone, so please wait till Mao gets to you before speaking to the microphone, before speaking and speaking to the microphone so it can be recorded. Um, and after a little while, we're going to break up into just small groups of those people who are around you, and we're going to spend some time praying. And so today's topic is, I thought we'd start with for the first one, is God is awesome. God is awesome. God is awesome. All the time. Especially when he agrees with what I'm already saying. <laughs> Don't happen too often. No, God is awesome. I learned a new word this week. Aglet. Aglet. Anyone know what an aglet is? What was no. that? Aglet. A-G-L-E-T. Aglet. Before this week, I didn't know what it meant either, so don't worry. Anyone know what an aglet is? No, close, but not really. An aglet, who's wearing shoes today with laces? An aglet, if you look at my shoe... You see the plastic bit at the end of the shoelace? That's an aglet. Random piece of trivia for the day. I learnt that this week. I'm not planning on talking much longer. But it's interesting just how little thought anyone has ever given to the little plastic bit at the end of the your shoelace, how irrelevant it is to how you dress, to your day, and nobody thinks about it. It is insignificant. Unless a phrase and it comes out. But when you compare us to the universe, we're pretty insignificant, aren't we? Let me read from Job. Do a couple of readings from Job to start this off. This is at the end of Job, Job and his mates have been talking for time. And then the Lord comes along in chapter 38. Then the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. He said, Who skills my plans with words with knowledge? Brace yourself like a man. I will question you and you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundations? Tell me if you understand. Who marked off its dimensions? Surely you know. Who stretched a measuring line across it? On what were its footings set? Or who laid its cornerstone while the morning stars sang together and the angels shouted for joy? And that's the awesomeness of God. He's only just warming up there, by the way. He goes on for about another two or three chapters. And Job, at the beginning of 42, says back to the Lord, I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. You asked, who is that that obscures my plans without knowledge? Surely I spoke of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. You said, listen now, and I will speak. I will question you, and you shall answer me. 
my ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. And that's Job's response to three chapters of God charging him. How awesome is our God? Manny started a a project for school because he gets a little bored at school and so they want to stretch him a bit. And so she set, his teacher set him a, a project where he's got to do a little page with five or six fun facts on each of the planets in the solar system. And so he started with the sun and he's just done Mercury and he's going to work through each of the planets sort of thing. And he thinks it's great. He, he's loving it. But we played him um, Louis Giglio's If Earth Were a Golf Ball little section. And I know most of you have probably heard it yourselves and Manny loves that because he can picture a school bus once you go past school bus which is our son and you start talking about Beetlejuice and it's the size of six Empire State buildings if Earth were a golf ball and then you move on to the next one and it's about five and a half K if Earth were a golf ball and then you've got the biggest one which is like height of Mount Everest compared to Earth being a golf ball but he appreciates our son because our son if Earth were a golf ball, our son is like a school bus. And he knows what a school bus is. And so he likes that. He can understand that. That fits into his brain. But how awesome is God that when we try to understand God, very quickly our brain just goes... And we can't comprehend him because he is so, so massive. So awesome. I want to read from Psalm 8. And then I'm going to throw the floor open. And you guys can start talking and sharing with each other. And Mao's going to run around with a microphone about your experiences with God and how awesome God has been to you. And then after 10 or 15 minutes of that, we're going to break into small groups and praise God for how awesome he is. And just spend, just with the people around you, break into the group so that's our plan psalm 8 lord our lord how majestic is your name in all the earth you have set your glory in the heavens through the praises of children and infants you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger when i consider your heavens the work of your fingers the moon and the stars to which you have set in place what is mankind that you are mindful of them human beings that you care for them. You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honour. You have made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet, all flocks and herds and all the animals of the wild, the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea and all that swim the paths of the seas. Lord our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth and that's the God we worship he is awesome and he is massive so I'm going to throw it open to you guys to share now anyone who would like to share you're more than welcome to as I said wait till the microphone gets to you and keep it keep it brief because we're going to do about 10 minutes of this total so if someone has a a five minute story that eats into time. So who wants to kick off? Who wants to be brave enough 
and share how awesome God has been to them. Might be a story, might be a passage in the Bible, might be um, a situation they found themselves in or just a thought that keeps coming back to them or something they learnt in their quiet time this week or as they were praying to God. How has God been awesome to you? I'm not good with a microphone. My voice is usually too loud for it. So about 30-something years ago, Mark and I lived at Foster. We had um, uh, a contact with the Church of Christ at the time and the pastor preached in the, um, in the park. And Mark worked in the bank. So when, when it came to getting a transfer, we... Um, um, you get about a four-week notice for a transfer and it came right at the very end of the year. And so the schools uh, were an issue. We had two children that were going to go to school and a, a younger child. And so we didn't know what we were going to do because our transfer was from Foster to um, Newcastle. And we thought, okay, we need to get something organised. And I opened the phone book to have a look at the schools um, that were in the Newcastle area. And in the phone book, in the whole of the phone book, nothing came out of the page on schools except Greenpoint Baptist Christian School. Despite the fact that there were lots of other schools later on when I went back and looked at that page, only one stood out. And so we contacted that school. We had never thought about Christian schooling for our children, but we contacted that school and they were closed for the year because their holidays start earlier than the rest of the schools. And so we thought, oh, that's interesting. God has pointed to us, us to this particular school and yet they were closed. And so the receptionist was answering the phone and she just said, yes, but our school board that you will have to have an interview with comes to uh, Camp Elam um, for their holidays. They'll interview you up there. And so we had our school interview provided to us while the board was on holidays and got our children, one of our children, enrolled in the school in that. And we think that God was pretty awesome. Um, Job is one of my favourite books in the Bible um, and I look at Job and, and look at what he lost and I can't even, I can't imagine what it would be like to have lost everything that he lost and yet he remained faithful despite his mates <laughs> and at the end he was I use the word given, but the Lord provided, blessed him amazingly, triple I think it was, um, what he had in the first place. Um, I haven't been through that. I hope I never will. And I guess I'd like to think that most of us haven't either. We've all experienced roller coaster in life. That's what life is all about. But I just look at the book of Job and uh, yeah, look at God and how amazing he is to those who are faithful. Mm. Yeah, I found out that God is awesome too. And um, because when I was living in Coffs Harbour, there's not much to do in Coffs with Christian outings and that, and Bible study groups. I had one Bible study group, KYB. And when I came down here, I went to Angland Church, but there was no one to pick me up or anything or take me home. But when I came down here to 
uh, Baptist, this Baptist church, um, it was completely different. I met up with friends. They picked me up for church or KYB and outings. And, and when mum moved in and I appreciated that and I... Lord is very, very helpful in understanding in things that we don't have any trouble going through. And I pray, still praising God to um, give that a place in Estia, the nursing home. And I'm not saying anything mean about Ingham Court. It's all right in its own special way, but Estia, because Dad needs room. And... Um, Mum can say that how much she likes him being there and being helpful. And I really appreciate God, and He is awesome. Anyone else? I would just like to thank the Lord, the way that he has used me over the last 12 months since Max has passed, that he is always there at at my every call and need. And Lord, I'll talk about that much later on. Bye. Oh, bye. (laughs) Amen. Yeah, I agree. God is awesome. Um, Awesome is just the beginning of the whole alphabet of what we could describe how God is to us. And I'm not going to go through all that, but I'm I'm pretty shy deep down and nervous, but I have to be up the front at times. But today's my birthday. (laughs) So it's a good chance to really praise God for my life. And for as long as I can remember... I don't know a time that God hasn't looked after me or that I haven't seen him as my heavenly father and he's brought me through lots of ups and downs and never failed. And I trust him for a very uncertain future and changes ahead for our family and um, just the way the world is. There's lots of things to be scared about but God gives us hope and he is faithful as we sing in that song. So God is awesome. Amen. He is. Hello, I'm a visitor. My name's Arthur, for those people that don't know. I um, just wanted to share a couple of things. First of all, I think it's just so wonderful that um, you think of God, how holy he is. You know, God is a holy God. God is a God who is you know, great, great in power and strength, and yet he loves us. And I'm just looking at um, a verse in 1 John 4. This is real love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. And that's the awesome thing, isn't it? That's the Christian message. I want to share one little thing. Um, a few years ago, um, we were going to do a build up, you know, Camp Elam, you all know Camp Elam? Um, we were going to do a quick build over there, uh, a build for the, on, the, on the amenities block. And what had happened for some reason, 
um, there was a camp on and we couldn't commence that build. You know, we just couldn't do it. And so I said to my wife, what are we going to do? So we thought, oh, we'll put a, a fence up around the property. And so we put this fence up along a road right up to the corner. And for some reason we, we did that. We thought it was a good, good idea uh, to do away with a cattle grid and put an extra fence in. And then we started our work at Camp Elam. I uh, got, got involved in, in doing the amenities block and after about a week or two, Sally's brother rang up and he said, the council said you have to put a fence along the road exactly where we'd put the fence in, not knowing it, for the subdivision. And we thought, yeah, God works in behind the scenes, behind things. We don't sometimes know that, but it's, it's really awesome when we find these things out, isn't it? Okay, thank you. It's interesting, this topic and where it's going, because one of the verses that really it sort of puzzles me, and yet it's probably a good one, that verse that says, no eye has seen nor ear heard what the Lord has laid up for those that love him. That really we can't imagine and grasp. We sort of appreciate things through our senses. You look at where movies have gone and the cinematic magic that we can do now with special effects and all sorts of cosmic stuff, you know, just imagination and um, CGI... That doesn't come close. And we talk about how God is awesome. And it's interesting that you brought Job as an example. And, of course, the latter part of Job talks about how he restored the fortunes of Job and blessed him and his brothers and sisters came and gave him gold and all this sort of stuff. But I wonder if the resolution to Job is in... Wake up, you silly computer. Is when Job says after he has been told off by God... Um, about listening up and everything else is my ears had heard of you but now my eyes have seen you I wonder if that's a resolution not that he gets his fortunes back which is the way we appreciate the story but it's about God and him meeting us where we are and that we can actually face to face and um, knowing God on a deeper level than what he and once knowing God did in that essentially mm. God is the gospel and that's the only thing that does satisfy us. We always think in terms of the fortunes that Job got returned. And our focus is on this material world and surviving. And we look at those who aren't surviving well, flood victims and um, people in Ukraine, wars and other bits of oppression, Islamic State. And we live in this physical world. God knows we need to survive. And when we pray, we ask for what is necessary for the body as well as the soul. But what really satisfies is God himself. And, yeah, we are just an aglet in this cosmic universe that's so big. Thanks for that. Let me just finish with one of the thoughts that always blows me away when it comes to thinking about God and trying to understand God better is we all give lip service and we all agree with the fact that God's outside of time and we go yeah yeah God's outside of time and he's in the future and he's in the present he's in the past all at the same time and we don't quite understand that how that works but we go yeah yeah that's that's God but when you think about what that means in reality before God even started creating the heavens and the earth 
he already knew that the outworking of creating the heavens and the earth and creating these aglets that we call humans and putting them on this planet that we call earth is actually going to cost him his son and his son, God the son, who's actually there before creation even starts taking place, he knows that he is actually going to have to come in and die on a cross to restore the relationship that he is wanting, not needing, but wanting to share with us and that we're the ones who muck it up. It's not God who mucks it up, it's we who muck it up. And before he even creates a single thing, he already knows. And by definition, he chooses to build creation anyway and build these aglets, put them on his earth and then follow through with his plan to restore the relationship that he originally created us for. God is an awesome God. I just want to finish with a little reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and then we're going to break into small groups just with those around you and just spend 10 minutes, 15 minutes praying. And when the uh, last song starts playing, then, you know, just to stop praying and turn back around and we'll sing the last song together. Um, But let me read this first from 1 Corinthians, starting at verse 18. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, The intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. Where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in in the wisdom of God the world looks through its wisdom did not know him, God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Jews demand a sign and Greeks look for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. It doesn't matter how good we think we are. It doesn't matter how smart we become. It doesn't matter how strong we become. God is always infinite, greater. So how about we break up into small groups just for those around you. And as I said, in a little while, a song will start playing. That'll be the last song.